Here we go. You're rocking the temperature, my baby's cherry red. You're rocking so hard, I fall right out of bed. Welcome, one and all, to Backtracks. Aerosmith Revisited. Why not? Let's hear it again. Welcome to Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by Scott K. Haskin. How are you doing tonight, Scott? I'm doing great, Corey. Uh, I got up an hour earlier than uh, than I have been lately. I've gotten a bunch of stuff done. I'm uh, I'm feeling all kinds of energetic. How about you? Well, I tell you what, I've had a long, long day at work. I had to put up with a show with John Mariano, and I'm about bagged. So I, I, I got like 20% left in the tank. I reserved it all for you and one of our favorite groups, Aerosmith. Uh, that quote, uh, the, the lyrics at the top of the show there, uh, came from the song Stop Messing Around. And I picked that song specifically because our long national nightmare is over. Uh, as of last weekend, Joe stopped playing, stopped messing around, and played Bright Light Fright instead. And it was, it was the heavens parted and the angels sang. It was a wonderful experience. Just when you think that, uh, you know, the cold, icy winter has settled in, the heat just breaks through and shines on you in Canada. Uh, I was so excited when I heard that, and uh, I, I couldn't wait to tell you, of course, you already knew, because you're Corey Morissette, <laughs> and you have an incredible knowledge base, but uh, yeah, I, I almost feel like maybe they listen to our show, and they're like, you know what, why don't you knock it off? You know, it's funny, because the show that where we really ripped them for playing it hasn't aired yet. As we're recording this, it's Tuesday night, that show is dropping tomorrow morning, uh, so maybe they, yes. they listened in on the recording of us last week well we had mentioned it a couple of weeks ago i believe we did yeah yeah so, we, i've mentioned uh, it a few times enough yeah. was stop messing but we really ripped them last week if i remember correctly the question will be is this was that a one-off thing or is that going to be now the change that they've made in the set list because it's one thing to do it once going forward is a different story i tell you they got some good press uh, from it so i'm hoping unfortunately we're not going to find out for a while because uh, in Aerosmith news, uh, Aerosmith is forced to reschedule uh, six farewell tour shows uh, because Steven Tyler uh, did some uh, damage to his vocal cords on the last show. Oh, wow. I get, you know, th these guys aren't getting any younger uh, stuff. Like, it's only about three, four shows in, and, and Steven's having vocal issues, and God bless him. Uh, I, I, I can't, I've done one podcast and one football game today, and I feel like my throat's going to leap out of my fucking... Uh, neck and it's on fire like i i'm in so much pain but steven tyler i couldn't even imagine you know getting up there and doing 18 songs a night and at his age and he's still you know the demon is screaming uh but uh hopefully uh he's a quick healer and they can get back on the road soon well that and you know especially this being the last tour i have a feeling that he is just throwing a thousand percent you know all of them really are just throwing a thousand percent into this and um the voice is, is the toughest instrument because it's inside. You can't just take it to a yeah. shop and get it restrung or repaired. It's uh, it's not an easy thing, and then it's got to heal. So I wish him. Well, all you can do is up. rest it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, rest it up. I think they're off for about a month. Uh, they're going to have to reschedule about six shows, including uh, Toronto, unfortunately. But hey, hopefully all those people can can still make it out and support the band because they're doing fantastic. I, I found the clip here actually. If you're into it a little bit here, uh, yeah. let's play a little bit of Bright Light Fright from uh, September 9th of this year. 
Unfortunately, you couldn't hear the, the vocals uh, too clean, but the band's cooking. Yeah, uh, you could tell they're really into it, which I like. Uh, it's got a lot of great energy to it. I love the guitar sound, but it, it definitely is dominating uh, in this mix. Uh, it's interesting, when, when he first started playing it, and this didn't hit me when we reviewed the song when John Matola was on, but uh, it almost sounds like, uh, like when the Misfits would do a, a more straightforward non-horror song. <laughs> and uh it, you know there, there were rare there were only a couple they did like that but it had more of that feeling to it uh, i really like the sound of that it's different for aerosmith uh wish we could have heard a little vocals though yeah uh, and and that could be uh, this is just a, obviously a fan recorded on the floor yeah. uh so who knows what uh, kind of device he's recording on i think it's cool that aerosmith are, are currently touring with the sax player yeah and you, you know, kind of see in the background be, there they've got to be recording this i i'm sure that that segments, if not a whole double album uh, of this tour will come out. Hopefully it'll be with this song on it and we can get a nice And not cover. stop messing around. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But uh, yes. thank God Bright Light Fright uh, made his return uh, to the set list. Uh, hopefully in a month uh, when the band goes back on the road, uh, it's still there. But what do you say, Scott? Uh, let's talk about uh, what we got going on on our little show here. Last week, uh, we rolled a Doors cover, Love Me Two Times, and we decided, you know what? That's better than uh, uh, what the hell do we kick off? Is from uh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, you know, Deuces uh, are wild. One thing that I find really interesting is I I said I'm not a huge Doors fan, and Love Me Two Times is definitely not one of my favorite songs. But all week long, I'll just be you know doing whatever, and then I'll just go den 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 in my head uh, <laughs> because this song has really stuck with me, and that just reinforces the fact that it's such a great version. For it to stick in my head of a song i don't particularly care for and, and to me it, it was the bass lead into that 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 i've had that stuck in my head that leads into the da, 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 da. see you're the, you're the aggressive drummer i'm the melodic <laughs> bass player do, 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 do. yes wait, wait, so but, that but is but i'm a bass player also and you're a drummer that's true I, I, I'm, a, I'm an attempted bass player. I tried for a little bit to play some bass, and I just don't have the affinity for it. I, I'm not a strings kind of guy. Uh, yeah. Beating on things is, is much better for my mentality. Uh, but uh, Love Me Two Times on the all-time Arrow Top 9 right now, along with Let the Music Do the Talking, Chip Away the Stone, The Other Side, Home Tonight, Crazy, Eat the Rich, Mama Kin, Shut Up and Dance. And Love Me Two Times, those are the nine songs there. On the deep cut side, uh, we have uh, Heart Stun Time, Roadrunner, No More, No More, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Bone to Bone, The Farm, Samaria, Rats in the Cellar, and Combination. Uh, but we got six tracks on the dice here tonight. Uh, I'm just going to recap uh, these for you here, uh, Mr. Haskin. We have uh, Think About It from Night in the Ruts, Never Loved a Girl from Honkin' on Bobo, We All Fall Down from Music from Another Dimension, out of Your Head from Just Push Play. Love in an Elevator was the song I put on last week. And Something from Music from Another Dimension. Uh, Scott Haskin, uh, you called your shot uh, last time. Uh, what are you in the mood to hear tonight? I did, didn't I? Um, yeah. Actually, didn't, didn't we both? Yeah, I, I, I think I might have agreed with you on Love Me Two Times, yeah. So. I think so, But I, yeah. I know you, you, you called it first, so we'll give you the credit. Uh, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard Something. Well, I haven't really heard any of these. Uh, as much as I'm curious about that Aretha Franklin cover, we did a cover last week, so I'm going to go for something. All right. Uh, I want my hit. I want Love in an Elevator. Uh, I think it's about time we, we put another uh, big, big track uh, on the mixtape. I'd be happy with pretty much anything, though. I'm just in the mood to hear 
here at Little Aerosmith tonight. So without further ado, let's throw it over to Steven Tyler. And we are going to come up with Out of Your Head from Just Push Play. This was a John Mariano leftover. Uh, he was trying to burn through that album as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> and uh, we're getting out of your head. Um, I don't have a lot of memories of this one. This is not an album I revisit a ton. Uh, it's also now, I think, the only uh, Aerosmith album I don't currently have on vinyl. I got all the rest. I even have music from Another Dimension uh, on vinyl. I'm missing Honkin' on Bobo as well, actually. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first original album that I, I don't have on vinyl. Um, Just Push Play, uh, we covered that song on here. Uh, we did Jaded. Uh, what else did we do? Light Inside, I think, was the other one. Um, what are your uh, recollections from this album? What What's your color scheme so far on Just Push Play? Uh, we also did Light Inside. Yes, and, yep, uh, I said see, that. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Just Push Play is green. Uh, Jaded is yellow. And uh, Light Inside is red. So a, a pandemonium of emotion that uh, comes with this album so far. But I don't hate the album. I I just take everything song by song. I don't have any preconceived uh, notions about the album on the whole, so I'm optimistic. All right. Me too. Why not? There, you know, I liked this record listening through it. Uh, I thought Beyond Beautiful was a good song. I re- I like Just Push Play. I like Jaded. It has one of my favorite choruses uh, in Aerosmith history. Uh, I, I just love the, the big soaring chorus in that. I thought it was fantastic. Fly Away From Here is another good one, so uh, who knows? Uh, I think we might be in for a surprise here. Well, I can I can look at other factors, though, that might have been at play. Maybe the zone I was in when I first heard Jaded was not somewhere I like to revisit, and that song reminds me of that, so I, I'm more down on the song. I mean, there's so many factors that are, are so so much deeper than just whether the song itself is good. And I always have to keep that in mind when I'm ranking songs, that uh, associative memory is a very powerful tool. No, you're you're very right. So uh, we're going to go into this one with open mind. And Scott, I just want to point out, this was a John Mariano uh, selection way back when, but uh, we each took one of his tracks on the dice so that when it came time to replace it, uh, we could do so. And this was actually assigned to you. Mm-hmm. So you'll be putting a new song on the dice tonight. But before we do that, it's time for Out of Your Head from Just Push Play. All right, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> this is really um, hip hop kind of a soundtracky hip hop, maybe. I, I'm a little yeah. bamboozled by the album cover too because it looks like a female robotic version of Joe Satriana's "Surfing with the Alien." Okay. And she's I, I got the Aerosmith tattoo on her arm. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, when uh, when we were accepted uh, into the uh, Deep uh, Dive Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, they love doing up uh, a little uh, uh, art uh, image, uh, usually from uh, the band's, uh, one of the band's albums that they have Clive the Diver, kind of the, the deep dive uh, mascot. They had Clive in a yellow dress uh, doing the same <laughs> pose from uh, Just Push Play. So. Oh, that's awesome. I think it's Rye from uh, Sabbath Bloody, uh, or uh, is yes. it Rye? Does yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Rye. That, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, it's it's a cool album cover. But as soon as I saw it, the first thing I thought of was Satriani, who got sued and had to redo his album cover um, because he didn't have rights to use the Silver Surfer. And uh, this oh. this is not the same, but it's it's similar. It, it, it's similar. A little bit of Metropolis vibe in, in the sideways uh, antennas. 
Mm-hmm. A little bit of Battlestar Galactica in the eyes. Oh, yeah. And... But here's here's the question. What the hell is going on with the music? That is, I, if I heard that on the radio, I wouldn't have said, oh, here's Aerosmith. Exactly. I, I, I just would have turned the channel and said, oh, I just, I, I turned it to uh, 106 crap. All crap all the time. <laughs> C-R-A-P. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't know. We'll We'll keep going here. Scott, what do you think? It, it sounds well. Okay, so first of all, the there are some real drums that came in, but now it sounds like we're going back to a drum loop, which they put an envelope on, which takes a lot of that high end EQ out and makes it a little bit more muddy and kind of puts it in in the background, which is why you could tell where the live drums are and aren't. Uh, this is really weird. I love those guitar effects. Now, that's not uncommon yes. from from Aerosmith. That section was cool. Everything else, I'm kind of like, um, the hell. I, yeah, when the guitars kicked in, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I can get into this now. It kind of had, you know, their version of the Spider-Man actually kind of feel to it. And it was had that, uh, that, that, that kind of melody to it. But, yeah, then, then the guitars drop out and Steven's rapping, and it's like, oh, really? You know, this, um, what year was this album? Uh, this album came out, it was 2001. Okay, so this is after hip hop and and all that was a big thing. I think that this was probably either, hey guys, we need another album track, or let's experiment and try to do something different on this album. Because this is this is very out of their wheelhouse. Not not that they can't experiment, but this is not within something I would think they would experiment with. Well, yeah, the the kids still like the rap, right? Let, let's do one of them raps. Uh, right, the, yeah. the kid, the kids will eat it up. I'm sure mm-hmm. is the conversation. The uh, at the time, what fifty year old men were were, were going through. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, you're making a face, but I got to tell you, I kind of dug the chorus. I, I love that big, you're out of your head, yeah. Like, I, I dug that. I love, it, it felt kind of cinematic to me. Uh, I, I could see this as being like on a soundtrack. Yeah, it, de- it definitely feels very soundtracky. Um, I, I think the look on my face was there's just all of a sudden it just went from very minimal to way so much going on at the same time. And I was trying to hone in on that keyboard sound that I was hearing in the background. It sounded like one of those old 60s organs that you heard, you know, the bands from like Motown using um, layered in just all of it was like really thin. And then all of a sudden it's just this cacophony of I don't even know what to listen to. I don't even know what to focus on. Um, I feel like that section is probably Brickwall Limited because the sound is just like way pushing distortion 
if it was mm-hmm. any higher it would start distorting um i like the part though i wish the song was more like that than the verse section yeah like i i really dug the chorus i don't know if it's going to yeah. save the song for me but uh because the verses are, are so bleh but mm-hmm. uh pretty cool chorus i thought Ah, brick a brack a fire crack a sis boom ba. Here comes trouble at a push up bra. Your style is sharp as a carpet tack, but you're out of your box and you're way off track. Yeah. Well, see, that's <laughs> that's a, a typical uh, Steven Tyler esque rhyme. I think he's he's the only thing so far in the song that's very much him, because this is not that far off his normal singing style or vocals um it's just got a different background so it feels a little bit different but his cadence is very similar to what he normally does yeah uh, it, it sounds like a legendary child from music from other dimension mm-hmm. uh, it's almost the, the exact same cadence even a little bit of walk this way actually in there too yeah yeah it, it does have that uh that hip-hop feel to it for sure and part of that is the the drums um, but, but also I think just the, the way he's riffing the vocals. Yeah. I would say very much feel fits that. You know, the, that, that in, in between the, the verses, I almost got like a limp biscuit vibe off that. Oh yeah. Good call. I was wondering why Joe Perry is playing outside of the recording studio. <laughs> yeah, Joe's across the street. Yeah, he's way in the background. And, and that's a shame because what he's playing, I think, uh, kind of really adds some flavor to the song. Yeah. So I guess technically that was the guitar solo. <laughs> I, I like the bass. The bass was great. <laughs> yeah, the bass. That, that's a great groove that, that he's playing. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with this song. It, it's, it's all over the place. There's way too many envelopes on it. Um, yeah, I, the chorus is great. Uh, and, and that one section of the opening, I really liked. Everything else, I'm not really sold on. And you know who else wasn't really sold on this album was uh, Joe Perry. Uh, I, I think I said this quote last time we did a Just Push Play song, but I'll say it again here. Uh, in 2010, Joe Perry said, and I quote, I don't think we've made a decent album in years. Just Push Play is my least favorite. When we recorded it, there was never a point where all five members were in the room at the same time, and Aerosmith's major strength is playing together. It was a learning experience for me. It showed me how not to make an Aerosmith record. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's the thing is that nowadays, it's very common to record remote. We, we learned how to do that through COVID, even bands that said we can never record anything unless we're in the same room, we're releasing albums. So the world's a little bit different now. But when this came out, yeah, you gotta, you gotta feed off of each other's energy. 
You know, this sounds very produced. This sounds like they recorded something and the engineer and the producer sat down and said, let's fix this song. Yeah. Remember a few weeks back when I showed you that clip of them recording uh, Roadrunner from Honkin' yeah. on Bobo and they're all in the same room and having fun and vibing off each other? That's mm -hmm. Aerosmith. This, yeah. not so much. Uh, although uh, David Fricke, a uh, known idiot uh, for Rolling Stone, said that Just Push Play was, quote, the closest Aerosmith had come to a great album since Rocks, which wow. is just fucking stupid. I well, mean... <laughs> Anybody can buy an expensive car. It doesn't make them a good driver. And I feel like, <laughs> you know, critics like anybody can can type, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. And and when I was saying that, uh, I was actually picturing that that video that you showed me. That's exactly where my mind was when when I was speaking because that is you could feel the difference in the music. This sounds very assembled. Yep. Uh, this song uh, was written by the triumvirate of Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Marty Fredrickson, who also co-produced uh, the album. Uh, Longtime collaborator Marty Fredrickson, uh, known for uh, rock, country, pop, the struts, uh, Gavin Rossdale, Carrie Underwood, uh, you know, pretty decent producer, uh, trying to write a hit here. Uh, not sure if they succeeded. All right. That's I figured, you know, we had a minute left. We'll just kind of finish it off. Yeah, it's a little confused uh, at times, this song, I think. Yeah, and that was a very strange ending. Um, I really liked where it was going. Like, that that jam was kind of warming me back up to the song again, and then that end was just strange. And let's just throw one more flange section on here, because that the kids will dig that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, this feels very um, thought out or plotted versus just a naturally written song and you know Aerosmith can write naturally written songs very well uh this this was um this was a, a, it's Frankenstein is what it feels like yeah yeah it's assembled from its parts and uh, you heard here for uh here first folks uh, Scott Haskins says all the kids love the flange that's right that's right um so I guess we got to vote on this thing uh, out of your head uh I got to uh, one other thing uh so I like the guitars Mm -hmm. uh, I love the chorus, and yeah, that organ was was pretty damn cool. You really got a good dose of that uh, underneath the mix there uh, during during that final uh, final chorus section. Like, yeah, that is a kind of a cool sounding old timey organ. I like that, and I like what it was playing too because it went to a note in the middle that was kind of unexpected. It went down when I would have thought it would go up, and and I thought that added something really nice to it. Um, but if you if you chop the song into the parts that you're given, 
I think there were more parts I didn't like than parts that I did. So I I can't say this this really stands up to anything we have on the on the mixtape, but uh, I'm just one half of the show. What do you think? Well, you know what? Maybe I'll vote first because I think it's my turn. Uh, ah. Out of Your Head was not a single, uh, so it'd have to go on the side A, deep cut side, and I totally agree. Like, there's elements of the song I dig, and uh, if it comes up on shuffle, I don't think I'm going to turn it off. Like, I, I can sing along to the chorus and have a good time, as I can to 98% of all Aerosmith music. But um, ultimately, I think we got nine better cuts on the mixtape. Uh, Scott Haskin, uh, your official vote? Uh, no, thank you. All right, so that's a no on Out of Your Head, and one of the first no's since Scott and I became a two-piece band here uh, doing the Aerosmith show. So uh, Out of Your Head, uh, didn't quite do it. Episode 81, uh, it's out of our life. But Scott Haskin, that means you got to replace it on the mixtape. Well, first of all, we don't even have to do the prices right. They never played out of your head live so you get a reprieve from that for a week too it's a shame because that was going to be my guess i was waiting for you to start so i could say they <laughs> never ever 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 played this the one week nope. i would have been right on yeah <laughs> all right so that's fair uh, we got to take off out of your head from just push play scott it's now your choice uh what are you thinking well you know it's it's interesting Corey, because i actually pick uh, I actually picked this pick a few weeks ago. It's been a while since one of my songs has come up. And I had your idea that you had last week. I wanted to put a hit back on here. I'm going with the uh, maybe what, what might be considered the ultimate Aerosmith song, Back in the Saddle oh. from The Rocks. Maybe the best concert opener ever. I, I love Back in the Saddle, especially as, as an opener. Uh, that is a great one. So back in the saddle going on the dice for next week, uh, along with Think About It from Night in the Ruts, Never Loved a Girl from Honkin' on Bobo, We All Fall Down from Music from Another Dimension, Loving an Elevator from Pump, and Something from Music from Another Dimension. That is a great collection of songs there, my friend. Good call with Back in the Saddle. Can't wait for that. But let's wrap this one up. Uh, maybe tell the folks about yourself, your multitude of shows and projects, and our good friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Well, Corey, I am very happy to say that after uh, hours and hours, I have finally got all of the shows for the Haskin Cast podcast back up Yay. on the internet and uh, available for listening. Uh, hopefully by the time this airs, I'll be done with the next phase, which is relinking all the individual web uh, episodes. But there is a player on my website, and of course, the show is available on uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes and all those places. So uh, you can hear all the episodes. More coming very, very soon, probably by the time this airs. Um, and then, uh, of course, all my books and music uh, are available on the website, scotthaskin.com. I'm just getting ready to start album number 32 uh, in a couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, go. very excited about that. Slacker, only 32? Come on. <laughs> only 30. Well, Come I on. stopped to write some books and you know, take a picture of a cloud. Um, our friends at the Deep, Deep Dive Podcast Growing Network, it, it's, it, just, it, does, it hasn't grown that much in a while, but it still feels like every week we're sprouting a new episode. Um, of course, aside from this show, Corey, you and our old friend John Mariano have backtracked theme music. You also do a show with our friend Mark Meyer called And the Podcast Will Rock. You do another show with our friend Kevin Brown called The Ultimate Catalog Clash, currently mowing through the Genesis catalog. Kevin, you know, he's, he can't just work with you. He's got to have his yep. own show, The Tom Petty Project. And just to compete, he's got another show called Seaside Pod Review that he does with his buddy Randy. 
I, of course, have Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Nate and John have the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man has Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley has T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye has Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David have In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt have Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan have Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh have Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam have Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie have the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye have North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan have So Far, So Pod, So What. Quinn has and Volume for All, one of the only other uh, solo shows. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark have the Rock Roulette podcast. Chaz and Greg have Regarding Lulu. And Chaz and Shatz started the Rush Rash podcast. I think Chaz has another one too, but I don't know if it started yet. I don't think it has, but I know uh, they're pretty excited about Rush Rash with yes. uh, Chaz and Shatz. They got a guest actually uh, coming on, on on this week's show that's dropping. So Excellent. Uh, check that out if you're a Rush fan. And I, I'm... I'm not really, so I'm I'm looking forward to kind of getting into their catalog. I think we've pretty well established you're not a prog guy, so <laughs> I, I certainly well, I am you, not shocked. <laughs> Kevin is trying to convert me though uh, with the Genesis show. Let me tell you, you have you have given some rankings that I would not have expected, but you've also been very honest about what doesn't make you happy. I, I try to be fair. Yeah, but yeah, if it doesn't spark joy, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the fine folks know about it. I will say I haven't heard you make an argument that I thought was unreasonable, though. Like if you if you say why you don't like something every single time I've been able to say, I get why he feels that way. As well, I appreciate to, that. This jerk doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Which, as we discussed on last week's show, is uh, your uh, your chat GTP uh, conversation. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> but and this is the greatest song ever. That's right. Well, let's not forget our friends uh, of the show at uh, Sean Geek and Fast Brett, uh, Eric at Booked on Rock, Ken Knapsack at Pop Rock and Radio, and Pod of Thunder, the flagship of Deep Dive Podcasts. That's right. The uh, uh, recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, as they like to say, and it's hard to disagree with it. All right. Thank you very much for that, Scott. And thank you very much for joining us this week. And thank you, folks, as well. On behalf of my good buddy, Scott Haskin, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for listening. And as, and as always, let's give the final word to Stephen Tyler. <laughs>